0: Hey guys, welcome back to the SkullCast for episode 79. This is, uh, is it a special episode, I guess? It's different because normally we convene to discuss the, uh, Berserk as a series. Here, we are here to review the entirety of Berserk 2016. If you're listening to this, you have at least seen some of it, if not all of it. So we will be discussing the entire series... Anyway, uh, it just ended. It was a 12-episode run, and at the end of that uh, final episode, which aired on Friday, there was a teaser for a second season. So it answered a question I had, which was, well, where do we go from here? It's pretty obvious they intend to do a little bit more uh, covering... They say the next arc is coming in the next in spring 2017, uh, which, you know, Millennium Falcon or not, we'll, we'll see. But uh, they show the well, I
1: mean, Berserk armor. that. It Logically, would be uh, Millennium Falcon. I mean, I don't see how the entirety of it, or just a portion of it. You know, when you
0: say Millennium Falcon, that covers all the way at thirty-four.
1: Yeah, I don't. I don't think they, they would do that. Like, exactly. At, at least not in not in twelve episodes, and at, at least I hope not. You know, I mean, you yeah. never know, but hope not. Sure. But I'm getting ahead of myself, just trying to introduce the
0: topic. But uh, joining me today, as you may have heard, is Azil. Say hello. Say hello. Uh, we have Grail here.
2: I'm so excited to be here, guys! Thank you for having me.
0: And Delta Phi, hey, I'm pretty excited to be here too. So we have all seen uh, all the episodes, and uh, you know, one thing I wanted to start out was, um, I think it's really neat that we were able to see this as quickly as we were able to. You know, this thing aired in Japan, you know, hours before it would premiere on Crunchyroll, translated, you know, some sub- English subtitles, really good quality. Uh, Video. Uh, The video player had some hitches, but I'm not going to hold that against it too much because seeing it so quickly was great. And, you know, I don't really I don't blame Crunchyroll for the quality of the actual animation. If anything, I think they did. They did Berserk fans a service by showing this to us so quickly. And uh, the translation was was okay ish. Uh, some weird things about episode titles and character names and things like that aside, it's, it. I think it did a pretty decent job. Yeah, it, so was, that's, that's cool. it was
1: decent in parts. It's a far
2: parts. cry from those uh, VHS uh, bootlegs. <laughs> yeah. What, 2000? <laughs>
1: yeah, no, no one remembers yep. these because, you know, it's just old people like us. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, that was really cool.
0: Uh, that was one po- That probably the most positive aspect of this entire experience was... The speed of which, at which we, we got this. There was no, mm-hmm. you know, there. I, it turned out uh, when the last episode aired, you know, I mean, it was like a two hour, three hour buffer between Japan and us. And there were already leaks coming out about, you know, there being a second season and some screens of the last few minutes, which is weird because that had not happened until now. But anyway, that aside, it's great that we uh, were able to do this uh, legitimately people paying for Berserk and people seeing Berserk. So that's awesome.
1: I think that's just a result of the uh, anime industry, you know, viewing online, uh, picking up stuff. I mean, Kuroshiro kind of pioneered the thing, but yeah, it's not specific to Berserk is what I'm trying to say. So it's a, of course, it's an, yeah, it's an added benefit, but it's more like a product of our time as opposed to mm-hmm. something which specifically applies to this series.
0: Yeah, but it's something new for anyone that's just following Berserk. Like for example, I'm sure people that follow Naruto or One Piece. I'm assuming. Shows like that are on Crunchyroll, and they're used to this whole simulcast thing. It was new to me because I, I only follow Berserk, so uh, maybe it wasn't as impressive for everybody else, but it, it was for me. But um, what do you guys think overall? Um, I feel like despite all of the glaring issues, I look back at this animation, and I don't I didn't have as many lows as I did for watching the Golden Age movies. Um, and I think the difference between my opinion of that and this has everything to do with the budget and the expectations that brings. You know, the production of the movies was so il- elaborate that it was infuriating for me to watch them screw up you know, fundamental stuff about what makes Berserk. I, think-, know, I think a
2: lot of it had to do with the, the content that they were covering also <clears throat> because Golden Age had been covered years yeah. before and they did it again but worse. Whereas now it's sort of like – they're trying to cover some new material and they're still doing a terrible job, but at least it's new. You know?
1: Yeah. I think there's also another thing is like for all its issues, like, like, as you mentioned, uh, this series actually stuck pretty close to the manga in that, like, it was technically very, uh, shitty, but it did panel by panel. And, the you know, a speech was pretty like most of the time they stuck to it, to the, to the T, you know, and, uh, Meanwhile, you know, on the opposite hand, on uh, the movies, they changed a lot of stuff, like for the worse. And mm-hmm. I think that was, I mean, I remember, you know, the bonfire dreams being removed, that kind of stuff. That was really crushing. and so It still hurts, yeah, so think about it. <laughs> I think, you know, a lot of the liberties the movies took uh, actually, you know, really hindered it. I mean, I, I think to me, even now, when I think back to it, that's what really killed me, I mean, as well as the pacing yeah. and the directing and everything that was shitty with it. But I think the changes that did to the story were what was the worst to me.
0: And I think that's actually, that that carries, that pans for me, because when you see the reactions of newer readers that were brought in to the series via the movies, they don't have nearly as many complaints because that was their first point of exposure, which you know they would later clarify the discrepancies between the manga and the movies. And they were okay with that because that was their acclamation period. So those that know the series, you know, that movies are, are jarring. The changes they made were very jarring. So similarly to, uh, I guess the opposite, as you said, is the 2016 anime stuck to their guns in terms of the content for the most part, except for the parts they cut or changed. But um, even visually, not even just a storytelling, but visually, you know, the panels were in many times, you know, like tracings almost, like poor imitation tracings, down to the point where, you know, when Luca was down at the bottom of the well in this most recent episode, you know, even like the framing of it, like her head is tilted to the exact same angle as the manga frame, so it's like a manga panel. Yeah. So it's like they were using the manga as a reference, right? It seems like to me using the manga as a reference for point by point. Yeah, definitely.
1: And I think that's one of the things that Mura's participation as an executive producer brought In that, I don't know if he told them specifically to stick to the manga as much as they could or uh, if they just did it naturally because it was the cheapest way to, you know, to do it. But in Mm -hmm. any case, I I think that, in a way, uh, mitigated uh, the problems that could have arisen otherwise. You know, whereas uh, for the movies, it was a big studio that's got a reputation for doing its own thing, doing artsy stuff. And so they probably wanted to, uh, you know, like, do just that their own thing do their own spin on berserk but it's a series that's intricate enough that you know when you start deviating it uh quite rapidly goes into shit
0: yeah and we, we discussed this on our anime podcast a few times but you know i i feel like i'm trying it might come across that i want it both ways but i, I will explain like I feel like if you translate manga panels to animation panels and say that's the best course, I don't think that's always the best course. I think you need to adapt to portray the visuals, how they're being shown, in a way that makes sense for the medium. It doesn't always make sense to portray the action or the paneling exactly like Miura did, Does that work for the page. What well, works for the page doesn't necessarily work for animation. Yeah. You know? So I, I wish they'd taken a few more chances without making Genon like a counter-assassin, you know, in that one scene in Golden <laughs> Age movie too. You know, it's like t- just a, a middle road somewhere. You can take a chance with the visuals and make sense of it without tracing them, you know.
1: Yeah, well, of course. I mean, uh, you know, it's like two extremes. And this obviously like just tracing the stuff or doing static panels it's it's kind of something the original tv series from uh 97 also did it's also one of its faults is that you, you, when you're more static than the manga there's a problem because <laughs> like the, the one thing you bring to the table aside from color and sound is the fact it moves the pictures move so yeah clearly uh this is not a, a good thing but like i said i mean it could have been worse in that they could have done their own thing not sticking to the manga it would have also sucked so obviously Mm. the, the best possible scenario is a director who knows how to animate who knows how to direct and who does his own thing and his boss staying faithful and bringing something more to the format but yeah obviously i mean given the budget and everything like i can't even begin to expect to dream of such a thing here
0: right before we get to uh, Astray, actually, I haven't heard from Delta yet because we were talking over him, I think. So, just general impressions, what you thought of the overall series before we get into specifics.
3: Um, well, I think I had kind of a a, a Stockholm Syndrome with it um, where I, it started out, I really disliked it. But then, um, as the it's episode... tough to like that first episode. Yeah. Um, but as, as it went on, I got a little more comfortable with it when it started doing like panel by panel and I started seeing things that were more familiar um but then I mean just overall like you said it just kind of comes off as like a, a cheap imitation whereas it doesn't it doesn't really bring anything new to the table
0: yeah that's the thing exactly like if it's just going to trace the panels to a certain extent and and everything else that's that they fuck up, which we'll get to like it comes across as like why would you even bother so like that's the question I had for myself as I finished this episode was like why does this need to exist exactly like uh that came up earlier in the discussion in the threads as well, but you know the best answer we got was uh, very pragmatic business reasons right. You know, putting a series in a different medium opens it up to different audiences. You know, regardless of how popular the manga is, not everybody's going to read the comic. So it's just, it's additional exposure. That's why this exists.
2: <laughs> that's <laughs>
0: that's the only positive thing I can take away from this, is that it might have broadened Berserk's name, even if it is pretty terrible. Um, I, I think that's what we have to accept about it. it. Was It was a purely business move to expand merchandising and the, name, the brand recognition of the product.
1: Yeah, I think, you know... I mean, from the from the beginning, when you look at why this was made, I think expanding the the name, the franchise, or whatever the brand is uh, the core reason for it. I mean, clearly, uh, given the low budget, they weren't going for a high quality adaptation to associate the fans, or uh, you know, I don't know, to to get any kind of artistic credit. So yeah, obviously, it's uh, for business reasons. But yeah, the question is, like, how, su- how successful was it? I mean, we know there's a second season coming. But given the extremely small budget, I'm thinking even just curiosity from fans and people who had heard of Berserk way back in the day was enough to like uh, get their investments back. But yeah, was this really successful? I actually wonder. I wonder both in Japan and you know internationally, and I guess we'll get to that later. But I think that's really the big question. Uh, to take away from this,
0: the indication we got was that it it was successful enough for them to continue. Because if you recall, uh, Rio Carosa's interview yeah. at that convention, you know he had said, "We're having twelve now. We hope to make more." Yeah, as it, that was his answer at the time. Now he could have just play, been placating the audience, and they always knew all along they were going to do second season, or whatever reaction they got back from whatever demographic at the time greenlit the following season, and that's where we are today. Yeah,
1: he so he did insist a lot that. Uh, They were expecting fans to show their support and stuff like that. So, yeah, I'm thinking that played a big part. But I think, you know, I mean, there's, you know, just getting by and saying, okay, right, we'll go for a second season and then we'll see. And then there's, you know, actual big success. And Mm -hmm. I'm wondering, you know, which one of the two is it? Yeah. Hmm.
0: Well, we may as well move into some of the specifics. Uh, At some point really early on looking at this thing, even from episode one, actually, m- most clearly from episode one, it became pretty clear that the weakness of this show wasn't necessarily going to be what or how they chose to adapt the series from the source material, which was a weakness, as we discussed, of the Golden Age movies. It was going to be absolutely everything else it could be uh, a series of bad production <laughs> decisions that leads to just a fucking cacophony, a mess. Every single little element. You can pick as there's threads everywhere. Just pull one. It all collapses. It's the amateur approach to every single scene. Every single visual drags this thing down and prevents it from doing anything, anything close to emotional or engaging with the characters. I did want to say at this point, I did feel a small emotion guys once. And that was uh, two episodes ago when guts first engaged uh Moskos disciples and they transform. There's this moment where he's thinking to himself, During the fight, like he's reacting to what they're doing. And there's a moment, there's like a good five or six second span where it feels natural. It feels like berserk. It feels like guts engaged in, you know, combat. And you can see it and it's animating and moving and like, oh, this is what they were trying to do the whole time. Only (laughs) it only lasts for about six seconds. And I was like, is this just some kind of like, you know, weird uh, chemical in my brain? Did I drink something? Is there something wrong here? I went back and watched it again. No, it's a, it's okay. Five or six seconds. Like they did that pretty well. The choreography is logical and makes sense, but that's it. Every single other action scene falls to pieces for me because of the directing. And like, I don't, I don't even know where to start in terms of the choreography and the action. It's just, it's just a mess. It's confusing. It's never clear really where the action's happening. Usually the camera snaps away and then usually pans up like in a shuddering manner after something happens. It's just yeah it's super confusing
1: (laughs) yeah that's one of the things is that it's not just bad it tends to be confusing for the viewer like i mean in almost every episode when they start doing these crazy uh, 360 pans and stuff i'm like for a guy who doesn't actually know what what's happening because also like some 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 scenes like they just do like i don't know five frames or something unless you've got some kind of crazy eyesight you can't you're not going to be able to pick up on what's going on in the scene. So for a new viewer, it's just, you know, they just miss it. And they do that all the time, which is, I guess, to uh, give an illusion of pacing and also to expedite uh, moments they think last too long or whatever. But yeah, the result, I think it's very, very confusing. Like for a new viewer, honestly, somebody who's new to Berserk, I think there's a lot of stuff they're not going to get. Even like I'm thinking back to when uh, we see... Uh, the demon child transformed into Griffiths inside the buried apostle. And because of the way they do this, we see the child being absorbed by the egg. And then when it's Griffiths being born, we just see like, uh, like baby Griffiths turning into adult Griffiths, But we never actually see uh, the original form Transforming,
2: right? There's, there's no bridge between yeah. those two ideas. Yeah,
1: and so I bet you half the guys viewing this won't make the connection. And so when we're mm-hmm. uh, in season, well, hang on, yeah. Pe- people don't still don't make that connection today. Even
0: <laughs> yeah. Market, yeah. So.
2: okay,
1: well, you know, yeah, but my
2: point is, well, it doesn't help.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is this makes it even worse because yes. Like when it's in season two and they're on the hill source and Griffiths is doing this thing and, and, you know, getting these feelings, I bet like people will be super confused. And and it's just like, it's like that for everything. So, you know, like that's not a very good base on which to build more stuff. That goes for Farnese, that goes for Sepico, that goes for a lot of stuff.
0: So, yeah, the... uh, We've said that they were generally true to the manga in terms of what they showed, but there are some really glaring things that are just off or weird or just missing. Like, do they ever cl- clearly show where Guts gets the it from? Because, of course, he's supposed to get it no. from the Count.
3: No, no. Now, I, I didn't
0: know if they'd, they'd written it in and I missed it, like, in, in Miura's episode I was or not. wondering
2: the same thing yesterday, yeah, when yeah. I watched it.
0: I, I looked through... I, anyway, point being, it seems like no, the answer is no, they never show you... How, how he acquired the Behir, which is messed up. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, I, I can, I can almost sort of understand what they were trying to do. And that is, well, if we can't, if we would have to fabricate scenes, we're just not going to do that. We're just going to start here at this point, at the end of, uh, basically the end of Lost Children, or the, basically the beginning of the Confiction Arc, Binding Chain, and go forward. Hopefully people will have read the manga at this point. But then they go and mess with some things along the way as well, like, Adding a Sidro to the mix uh, in the bar scene, which I still don't know why they did. Yeah. that. it never made any yeah, sense. Like I thought maybe it would eventually carry up and, and make sense with it, but that, it doesn't make that any that
1: sense. That makes no fucking. I think
0: sense. what they were
2: hoping to do. I think what they were hoping to do is maybe establish that maybe a sidro had like a a slight backstory and then <laughs> bring it in later but yeah it is a little flat you
1: know just that and also just introducing shiruke and Forest place and that big pools they you know made it made up which you know plays no role makes no sense is useless and would have been better off being introduced in uh, the next season and actually one thing i've got to say about the, the way they began the stuff is that well first off all the changes they made to the manga were pointless because those are not changes that actually help the animation being animated and being cool looking. It's just, you know, changes to the stories that just confuse the issues. And, you know, I think starting volume one was just not a good idea, actually. I think episode one and three should have been merged to create a fully new introduction with only Puck, Guts and Puck. So maybe it could have mm-hmm. been, I don't know, with the, uh, Bulldog Apostle or whatever. Any Apostle, you know, it doesn't matter. Just have them in the woods fighting an apostle for whatever reason, whatever thing. Uh, He could have introduced the core concepts of Berserk in just uh, 25 minutes. Then they could have transitioned into guts being wounded, you know, his arm in the woods and meeting the Holy Iron Chain Knights. And then you move on to story and episode two and three and whatever are just in the correct order. And I don't know, like for the life of me, I can't think of a reason they did not do that. I mean, doing the bar scene and changing it the way they did, putting in the monks and stuff. I mean, it's just... It wasn't a good idea. I can see why, from a conceptual level, why they would want to include that bar scene.
0: Because it is a very, like, him turning the tables on a scenario kind of moment. It's a very quick scene, right? It's a cool scene, yeah. Yeah, it's a cool scene. You know, in the manga, not not so much in this one, but uh, you get the idea. Like, you can see, before they set out to to produce this thing, definitely want to include that cool bar scene. And then they go to execute it, and the choreography is... (laughs) Oh, I think it's actually the worst scene, and I'm a, probably in the entire in this entire run here. There's a shot where you see Guts upside down for some reason, like the camera flips over him, and then you're seeing him upside down. And <laughs> there's the part where he uppercuts this guy, but then the camera switches what perspective. It was showing Guts on, so you're not sure where Guts is in the room. <laughs> there's a lot that's just fucked up and wrong with uh, that. That the way that that's, action was that's portrayed. Funny. Yeah,
2: I don't remember that scene very well. the The scene that always sticks out to me is like the real cringe. The cringe maker is when he's being attacked by the giant demon tree. Of course, then, oh, yeah. oh man, I was just, the, yeah. That, and he has like was...
0: the Final Fantasy Seven level sword splitting the earth you? of the tree. No. <laughs> it's, the tree Please. is huge and the sword's even bigger.
1: I actually have to agree with Grail that so you know, like no contest. The worst scene, the entire scene, is that one with the tree and just this kind of weird of. Off of shit, actually. I, I don't know. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> this one is
2: definitely. It's a shit tornado. Yeah,
0: <laughs> it looks like he opened a black hole, a rift in time and space, and everything's pouring out. as what? Yeah,
2: it looks and, like. and that—that's a scene where I feel like new viewers would get totally confused because you're like, okay, is this an apostle or apostles haven't been introduced yet? It's an evil tree. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's all a they need to know. That, Haunted tree. And, and That thing
1: <laughs> is like the most powerful being in that series. Yeah,
0: sure. Um, yeah, I feel like we've, we've harped on episode one that's fucking, I don't know, entire, just take episode one and throw it away. They could have started episode two. The series could have started episode two and been just fine because th- of all the, all the other arbitrary things they throw away, uh, would have been fine.
1: I think if we like, I don't know, maybe it's me, but let's just speak about it more generally though. Like sure. what it brought. And one thing that's also a lot of people have complained about is, uh, you know, the sound design, the music. And I'm actually curious to hear what Delta Phi thinks on, on this, you know,
3: aspect. Oh, yeah. The, you know, all clangs aside, I thought it was, <laughs> um, you know, pretty uninspired, a lot of it. Um, but the music was really uh, pretty disappointing because, generally speaking, I thought the music in the movies was fine. It was just, it was, they were just ill-placed. Um, and yeah. I made a comment elsewhere where um, it just sounds like the composer wrote a whole bunch of incidental music and then submitted it. And then the director just chose where he was going to put them without any real regard. Uh, (laughs) So you just have these, these tracks that get played and they're not always the best. They don't always fit the mood and they're not designed around scenes. They're just, it's just music. And Mm -hmm. You can't fault them too much because that's essentially what happened in the '97 anime. Um, but Hirasewa's music, I think, is just—it's so much more unique and it's not generic sounding. So it—it it doesn't come off as uh, as cringeworthy um, when that kind of thing happens. When you just when you, you know when you hear uh, you hear it over and over and over again. Yeah. But it it you end up associating it with like a, a serious moment so like when Griffith uh, offers Guts the assassination miss- mission and then here it plays when he's going off you know like oh this is a really you know intense a really important scene and it's and it's more exciting that way but here you have uh, like kind of weird piano melodies or like at one point, there's like a, <laughs> there's like this one, there's this one track that doesn't play very often, but it's this woman singing and she has like this yeah, jazz. The, the, the black jazz melody. woman. Yeah. And it's like, this doesn't fit at all. It doesn't make any sense. And <laughs> yeah. then, you know. They,
0: they play that wind, the Be, heard Apostle's accepting the child into his mouth and it's like, what? <laughs> what? Yeah, yeah. It's all over the place. It, I
2: think you, you put it together really well, Delta. Did anybody notice the last episode, there was like a. Like a bunch of monks, like doing some sort of chant towards oh, yeah. the end of the episode, and I was watching it with God, and he was like, "Did we hear this before?" It's kind of good, and I was like, "Yeah, I don't." Ashcroft, remember? No, it was like a.
3: No, it's it like, like like a, cha- a monotone chant kind of thing. I don't remember. Oh well, that wasn't music. That was supposed to be
0: the voices of you know all the the people and the absorbed goo calling out for God.
2: Oh. I, I yeah. mistook it for the soundtrack, but it actually sounded kind of good. So I was like, "Oh, we could have had more of this in the yeah. soundtrack."
0: <laughs> yeah, the music and the sound effects. Uh, you think they, as you say, Delta, like they could have? This is something they could have easily nailed, you know, given how successful they were r- right out of the gate in the '97 series. But nope, the music was a continual stumbling block, yep. continually plagued this series. I mean the the fact that they chose to adapt and remix or chop and screw the mo- movie's OSTs <laughs> right. it's it's almost like listening to dubstep remixes um <laughs> yeah. just the the opposite, the opening episode in particular where they'll they'll this this really disorienting like audio chop the audio just stops for a moment for a dramatic scene oh, yeah. and it's just a perfect silence it's is never a good thing <laughs> Uh, it was, it was, it was real rough. Uh, I have a a hard time picking any one song that I like in this entire thing. Uh, and let's not even get started on Hi Yo! (laughs) Because they utterly ruined any coolness that song could have had by making it basically Guts' catchphrase whenever he shows up in any episode. He just walks, like Kramer walking through the door, he goes Hi Yo! (laughs) And then Guts is there doing some crazy shit. Ah, Honestly, uh, if you, if you terrible. like, go back and watch the last five episodes, I'm not saying you should, but with this in mind, anytime the episode's starting and Guts is showing up doing some cool shit, hi-yo! It's like Fonz's A! <laughs> or, needs more cowbell!
2: Oh, man. You know, now you've ruined, uh, uh, now you've ruined Berserk and Seinfeld for me. i'm
1: actually wondering because you know i I can understand like there's a budget issue and so they don't they didn't get many songs or whatever but from what they said they they got a bunch of them and like just the fact they can't play them well or make sense of, of when to use something properly it seems to me of a competence problem not just a budget one you know like the 97 series didn't have a a lot of money to, to run on, but you seem to have competent people at the helm. But here, like on this aspect and others, clearly there seems to be a competence problem, whereas the guys who are doing it don't seem to be very good at their job.
0: Yeah, the 97 OST, I think it has, what, eight tracks? Eight yeah, original really tracks? Nice. And this one had, I think they said in an interview, it was something like 40 or something like that.
3: I caught bullshit on that, though.
0: And it, they all sound like yeah. this. Like, <laughs> it's just, it, it's terrible. It all mixes together. None of it is, like, evocative of emotion other than, let's hurry up. Is basically the emotion of this, this soundtrack.
1: All these series, uh, let's
0: hurry up to end it. Yeah, yeah. And then the sound effects as well. Yeah, clang, clang. At least there were two of them, I think. Clang and clang, clang, clang. Yeah, that was pretty bad.
2: They varied it up.
1: Yeah, I mean, at least three clangs. I I wonder where they got the idea to to do that, like the clangs. You know, because that's just unrealistic. I I I really (laughs) (laughs) I really wonder. You know how they they got like even you know and when he hits the specters, who are like translucent Mm -hmm. and don't have substance, and he still does a clang, like. God, what? Well, as you as you pointed
0: out I in one of the episodes, shit. as you pointed out, as once comments that it's like slicing through water, which you know, as we all know, goes
1: clang. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: So yeah, um, I feel like the the clang itself, in addition to all lots of the other sound effects, you know, the whole sound being bigger than speakers can carry, that whole like overblown sound effect. It's it's really all in episode one, and I think two and three as well. They they, they cut they they pull pull back on it eventually. I think the idea here, obviously, is to make it sound big and powerful, right? We want to have a sound associated with this big dragon slayer. Well, what sound do we do, you know? I doubt they did any research about what other series chose to do, because it's not like they're reinventing the wheel here. They chose to go with a very loud, very metallic uh, skillet pan, basically.
1: Yeah, but again, I think it speaks to a lack of competence from the guy doing the sound effects. Like, he couldn't... Uh, certainly. Yeah, he couldn't find anything better to do. And it actually shows, you know, the sound effects, you know, some doors opening, some stuff. I noted it in, like, each individual episodes, but now I can't remember. But it's something that often crops up. You you can tell they really have a problem with that. Yeah. Um,
0: Visuals. This could be an pod- own podcast by itself, just discussing how weird, inconsistent, and varied, and... Uh, amateurish the visuals look why is Guts face so long why is this the main character not resemble? I feel like they nail Serpico is on and Farnese's character designs pretty well like they look certainly resembling of them.
1: Yeah, Farnese's Guts
0: pretty- however
2: like this is this is Guts like a pattern like that all. we've seen whether it's with like Art of War or anything depicting Guts's face and like anything but a 2d medium it seems to Make people nervous and the like. <laughs> when they're in Maya, like the, the the tools get all skewed when their their hands are shaking. they're like, I can't, I can't, I can't. And it's yeah,
1: I'm I'm sorry, but I don't think they were using Maya. You know, whatever free <laughs> software comes with uh, Windows 10. Yeah, probably... they were definitely using Blender or something. <laughs> yeah,
2: <laughs> free trial.
1: I, I guess I shouldn't them too much
0: on Guts's face, even though you know he is the person with the most on-screen time. You'd think they would nail that. Uh, it's face, it's faces in general and expressions in general. They're just, they're pretty much all over the place, uh, or, or they're just not there. When someone should be emoting something, it's a blank stare or it's just, uh, too subtle to convey anything. Uh, often the animators just don't get faces right. Uh, and kind of a preface to understanding why all the visuals are so fucked is because this studio Has historically done 2D animation and 3D was apparently a new, whole new thing for them. So, for the director, yeah. For the director, yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know. I don't know the studio themselves. I don't think they had much experience with 2D either or 3D either. I'm not sure. But particularly the director. I mean, we can track that down on IMDb if you'd like. But
1: yeah, they got uh, like another studio to do the 2D parts. So there were like three. Mm -hmm. Three different studios involved, you know, some doing uh, the CG, some doing the 2D stuff, another one doing the intro or whatever. So it's, uh, it's all over the place, you know, even like even if one part was consistent and quality, which it's not, but since there's, you know, several different people doing several different things, it ends up being kind of a mess because when it switches from the CG to the 2D stuff, you can tell it's just like the characters barely resemble each other. It's a good thing they're, they are wearing the same clothes, because otherwise you wouldn't know. It, the visuals got to the point where it was pretty
0: laughable. The, the cloning effect that they used to fill in these large crowd scenes, and there oh, are a lot yeah. of... they chose uh, Of all the arcs they could have chosen to animate, this one's got a lot of crowd scenes. You know, there were several instances of it. I, I got some hilarious screen grabs where there's basically five different models, but there are 80 people on screen. And... You can see how they chose to just kind of throw him in there without much regard. there was no rule for definitely don't place two clones next to each other because that would stand out. Nope, definitely in there. There's no no quality control for any of those
2: visuals. Yeah, there was a great, uh, actually on Twitter, I saw Gummy Skull posted when she was watching the episode she caught. I think from the last episode, a screenshot of it's literally like a group of people copied and pasted next to each other. And you can totally see it. So, ugh, it's yeah. so embarrassing. There's <laughs> actually,
0: there's one of the models, I mean, I've, I've seen, I've taken a lot of these clones screen grabs because I think they're pretty funny. Sometimes they'll throw a hood on one or a hat on one, and then that will be the differentiator. But other than that, exact same skin tone, hair, clothing, just that one's got a hat. You know, things like that.
2: Yeah. Right.
3: Well, the worst yep. offender was the the <clears throat> possession after the, the orgy where all of the possessed humans oh, look God. identical. Yeah. Every single one of them.
0: And that carried into the next two episodes as well. Whenever those possessed guys were there, it was just one guy. It looked like possessed Jerome is what it looked like. I felt bad for Jerome. <laughs> but yeah, you're right. They basically had one character model for all of those people. So it was like a, a vampiric thing where you got bitten, you became that person. You became a a, a clone, I guess. There's an X-Men guy like that, I think. Maybe he can clone himself.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Anyway, Yeah. And then, of course, whenever it came down to them requiring to do 3D for big things like uh, the ooze that you know, it becomes what the tower destroys the tower. Do we have a like a, a solid name for what we call that? I feel like you'd have to like, well, you know, I, use a sentence to describe. I've
1: it. always called it a mass of specters. You know, it's giant, yeah. giant mass of spectral stuff. You know, sure. like all these spirits. Evil spirits uh, conglomerated together to form these giant worms and uh, waves of, you know, evilness. Right.
0: The If you compare the manga to those, it's it's just really disappointing because it, instead of coming across as eerie or creepy <laughs> or scary, it comes across as pretty goofy. Like the one, uh, the funniest one that I caught was when Skull Knight and Luca are emerging from the Beherd Apostles Lair. And there's the giant one in front of them. You know, in the manga, it's just this giant thing with two eyes. And in the animation, they chose to give it a smiley face. I don't know why. Yeah, so it's pretty uh, stupid. It's pretty bad.
1: You know, even when we see the tower fall, you know, in the manga, you see like these are translucent. And so they're these dark color thing, but you can see skeletons and bodies being dissolved. And there's all these kind of eerie, evil stuff, you know, exuding from it. And you can tell this is, a I don't know, some kind of wave of death. But in the anime, because they pan so quickly and they didn't bother putting in finer details like these bodies and skeletons and stuff, it's just some kind of violet and pink, you know, thingy. And yeah, like you said, with uh, goofy faces drawn on top of them. And yeah, it doesn't like, it's not creepy at all. It, it actually doesn't look like anything much. It's just... You know, it's nothing. It's not impressive at all. I think
0: it's the same color as the Ghostbusters 2 ooze, basically.
1: Yeah, actually, that's, that's uh, right. yeah. You might be on something here. Or maybe the hmm. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle 2, one, you know. Mm hmm. Mm
0: hmm. It looked about 1990 quality CG as well. But, uh, <laughs> yeah.
1: You know, I think it's, uh, this touches upon one of the, like, if I had to, like, move up from, just individual details and, you know, give a comment to this series in its entirety, that it's very, like, it's just soulless. And it seems to just go through the motions. And that goes for everything, like, the animation, everything we've mentioned, it just goes through the motions. So, it, yeah, it does animate Berserk. Uh, and it does stay more or less faithful to it, like, the same dialogues, that kind of stuff. But because it's just going through the motions, you don't actually feel... Like, you can ruin a text like even shakespeare by just reading it as you're reading the, just the newspaper you know you just read it with a dead tone and you just ruin it and that's kind of what they're doing here in that scene that even in 2d even static you drawing the manga are awesome because of the settings the atmosphere the pacing everything here because they just do it uh, yeah okay this character enters the room a guy strikes at him he takes the hit he strikes back you just you kill it you're killing the, the work and i i feel like this is what's like my big and final complaint to this is that is that it's just by just going through the motions they've killed uh, berserk killed berserk for newer readers or killed it for you like you're done oh so. you know killed it for like i mean it's their adaptation of course not killed it mm-hmm. for me and i hope not for new viewers i hope There'll be a guy or a girl or, you know, 10 of them or 100 that will see this and say, oh, you know, maybe maybe I should read the manga. But I- I'm actually not convinced that would be the case, at least not for most viewers. So <laughs> I'll
0: tell you what's funny about that. I actually haven't thought about this before. But um, if you're a reader of the Conviction arc, you know, and you come across this section, this is this is next to what happened in volume 34. This is the biggest visual spectacle of the series. You know, it's... All this shit's going down. The tower's falling, all these people, hundreds and hundreds of people. Uh, You don't get a sense of the hugeness here at all. So when someone, a newer reader or a newer viewer, comes across a series, I have seen people that say, it was okay, I liked it okay, it wasn't great, but it was okay, was generally the, the positive comments you'll read from people who appreciated this particular series. If that's all they take away from the Conviction arc, that is a complete failing. You should not walk away from the end of the Conviction arc with all this insane world spectacle shit happening going, eh, it was okay, you know? That's the failing of the animation and failing to convey the hugeness and importance and coolness of all the things that this portion of the series conveys.
1: Yeah, and that's also another way to say, eh, yeah, I didn't really care, you know? yeah, it was okay, yeah, Yeah, sure, whatever, I'm just gonna watch... The next ten series and I'll just forget this one. You know, it will be mixed among with the rest, which is not like as a long time rid of Berserk, I don't feel that's what Berserk should be, you know, one among mm-hmm. hundreds. So yeah, definitely. So it also touches upon a thing you mentioned earlier, is that uh the business aspect of this, the fact it's supposed to expand the fan base. And bring the name of Berserk to more people. So I actually wonder, like, how many people will actually buy, you know, the Blu-rays or buy the manga or start, you know, re really about the series after seeing this? I actually truly wonder about it. And I know we checked some numbers, uh, a few days ago and we found that, uh, the Berserk subreddit got 6,000 new members, uh, like you know, that, during yeah. the time this series aired. And I feel like if you think about it, 6,000 people, it's, it's, it's not a lot of people, you know. And at the same time, this series aired, uh, Dark Horse, the uh, US, you know, publisher of Berserk, said they were not planning on reprinting Berserk anytime soon. So, this doesn't seem to hint to, hint to me that uh, people are buying the manga or showing interest in buying it more than usual. So, yeah, I'm i really curious. Maybe in Japan, its uh, you know, they saw a surge in manga sales or that kind of stuff, but At least on the international scene, it doesn't seem to have had much of an effect. So I'm actually really curious. I wish we could get numbers, and I know we probably won't. But, you know, I I wonder, you know, the same was said about the movies back uh, back then, that the movies would introduce so many people. That was great, that kind of stuff. And they did introduce some people to the series or, you know, reintroduce them or whatever. But... I can count the number of people who, you know, said this was a reason on the fingers of my hand. And that's not, it's not many for some things that cost so much money that was released in the theater, that kind of stuff.
0: You would know actually see more often than not is not, hey, I was introduced to them by the movies. It's, I was introduced by Dark Souls. to Berserk, Yeah, actually, you know, yeah. By that, by that image that can, can, tries to connect all the different Dark Souls images with Guts or Berserk images. That's the biggest commercial for Berserk in the past 10 years, probably. Yeah,
1: indeed. That's a really good point. Actually, most people, I would say 90% at least of people who uh, come and say they're new to the series, they say it's from Dark Souls. It's true. So, you know, maybe they should have made, I don't know, Dark, Dark Souls in a movie or something. They could make a Berserk Musou game. Oh, yeah, boy.
0: (laughs) That's So to go back on a little bit on some of the things you said, uh, the Blu-rays in particular, holy shit, the price of those. What is it, like 200 bucks or so for for the first six episodes or something like that? Yeah, that's right. Is it
2: standard?
0: Is that standard? Yeah. Is that the the standard (laughs) Japan fucks you (laughs) price? Yeah, yeah.
1: (laughs) I think, uh, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, they're very expensive. Wow. They're very expensive. Wow, wow, wow. So, and they're supposed to be fixing a lot of stuff in it. I mean, that's what <clears throat> the people who mm-hmm. follow, you know, Anime said, but uh, I doubt uh, it would be <laughs> nearly enough for this to be good. I just hope they remember
0: to add Azan's hair back in that scene. Yeah, well, you know. That's very disturbing to me. That's <laughs> worth uh, Start 400, bucks. Now. 400 bucks. 400 yeah. bucks. That's worth Azan's hair. Woof, woof. So there's that and. I don't know. I think from you're talking about basically the return on investment that this thing make. Like what 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 do the actual numbers translate to? Yeah, I feel like that probably matters to somebody. But I feel at a certain point, if you're gonna undertake this effort to expand Berserk's brand, you're just doing whatever you can do. You know, you're just you're doing something. You know, some guy over there checked the box of what can we do to make Berserk bigger. Just, his box is checked. He's good. You know, whether the quality of the animation is great or not, whether it, you know impacts Berserk or not. You know, I feel like. At some point, they're just going to, they have that, the means to animate it, to expand it, they're going to do that. And that's really, quality control is not necessarily a factor. Return on investment may not, might not be a factor for their production company.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, that's the uh, advantage of doing something with a really, really small budget. Is even if it bombs, even if, you know, you don't really care. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I don't think a lot of risk was put into this from like any of the parties involved. And that's what I think they can afford to just do a second season, even a third one. Because, yeah, with this level of quality and budget, you know, they don't really care.
0: So let's talk about budget real quick. Uh, that, that seems to be like the immediate response is, oh, well, next season, maybe they'll have a bigger budget and that will fix everything. Mm-hmm. So say say they quadruple the budget they got for this, episode, this, this season. I'm just hypo- hypothetical here. Let's say they got a quarter million oh. dollars for this season. <laughs> Let's make it a million. A cool million, guys. A cool million for 12 episodes with the same director.
1: <laughs> yeah, no. I mean, <laughs> clearly, a, like I said earlier, there's a problem of competence here. And, like, I think even if they had 10 times the budget they did this time, I don't think they could do something good. So, yeah. they need, I don't know if it really is really the director. I mean, yeah, it's him, but. It's probably the director. Yeah, I mean. It's not just him. Everyone, like you said, even the guy modeling guys yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, they did manage to get Farnese, and like you said, but the, you know, even the, when the main character doesn't look like the main character, there's a problem. So mm-hmm. I think, yeah, I don't think even with 10 times the budget they could do a good job. They, they would need a new team, people who know what they're doing. You know, in CG or not, or whatever, you know, way they do it, but they would need people who are actually good at the job. Which probably isn't going to happen.
0: Yeah, I mean... Given uh, the, the timeline for this is spring of next uh, year. Not, there's no way they're going yeah, to Yeah, and they're
1: not going to get four times the budget. I mean, there's a reason it's coming out in spring of next year. And there's a reason it was delayed three hours uh, when it aired on Crunchyroll. It's probably because they were, you know, adding the credits. I mean, the second season teaser right at the last moment. You know, oh, yeah, we're doing it.
0: Translate <laughs> these two
1: words. Yeah, and, and just, I mean... It, it will be ready by spring because they are shitting these out, you know, without any, yeah. you know, of, oversight or anything like that. So, I don't expect anything better. Yeah. Mm. Get ready for some cloned cushion soldiers. <laughs> well, there's going to be one of them. Yeah. The one the
0: one. <laughs> cushion the one soldier. soldier. How racist. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I guess there's some some things that are on the table here still, and that is, uh, Casca's skin color, which was, uh, a big deal, a big strange decision, it seemed, at the very beginning. They actually corrected it, uh, two episodes ago. Actually, last, the episode before the last one, they, they, they modified the opening animation to add darker skin tone to Casca, just for the opening segments, bringing it in line with her, you know, darker skin color. Uh, throughout the rest of the animation, which, uh, you know, I feel it was interesting that they even decided to change it uh, to correct their mistake when maybe they could argue, oh, that was a stylistic choice because it was a flashback. It was just, you know, harsher lighting was being put on Casca. That's why she looked whiter. We didn't fuck up. But no, correct changing it means, oh, whoops, that was our bad.
1: You know, I think... I don't know how they got the word. Maybe it was from social media. Maybe it was Murak who actually uh, sent them a, a note. Maybe the guys doing like the general producers of the series actually noticed it and told the guys who were outsourced to do the, the intro that they should fix it. But yeah, I think that's how it went. And I think it just shows how little planning went into this, where... One of the three companies doing this, uh, did the intro and outro and they just did it as they saw fit. And that's it. They just, you know, gave it and they said, like, Oh, okay. And yeah, mm-hmm. what's a bit, I mean, I'm not surprised they corrected it, but what's hard to me is that they did it mid airing as opposed to just correcting it for the Blu-rays, you know, because mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. I mean, I don't, I don't really see the point of, yeah, like you said, correcting it at, in the second to last uh, episode. So yeah, I would have. If I had been a producer, I would have waited for the Blu-rays and corrected it there. But I mean, it's not to me; it's not such a big deal. But it just goes to show the you know level of amateurism that went into this.
0: Well, it's it's reminiscent of some of the changes that were made from the movie, where it seemed arbitrary. Like, why would you, if you had the choice of all the colors, why would you choose the wrong one? Yeah, uh, same thing goes for Guts here which is. I thought it was uh, gray, but it's actually sl- slightly light blue in the most recent episodes,
1: Yeah, instead uh, of
0: so the olive that it's supposed to
1: yeah, be. Yeah, it felt grains in the early ones. And yeah, he's also like Zod's color, color of his fur. Oh, right. Like,
0: yeah, Zod, the stone-furred uh, beast.
2: Yeah, what, what happened with that? What Did happened somebody... with Zod, period? You know,
1: he looks fucking terrible. Yeah, he looks pretty bad. And for the fur color, um, I bet they looked at uh, Volume 34's cover and were like, oh, okay, we'll go with that. Not, uh, you know, paying attention. I was thinking the same To thing. the fact that like, it's like, you know, the lighting is fucking dark. You know, that's not, yeah, that's not <laughs> I the, was just going to say. That's not the normal thing. But I, I, I bet you anything that. It's just some dude yeah, took, oh, maybe. yeah, oh, yeah, I see on this volume it's like that. We'll just do it like that. So I mean, let's be
0: thankful that they didn't see that poster of Zod. That's very green. Yeah, and yeah. Being like a neon green. Zod. Yeah,
1: exactly. They would have done it that way. So.
0: Oh yeah. <laughs> the expression oh, on his face—it's—it's—it's it's, it's probably you no. Know, I won't say it's the goofiest animation or model that they've done because some of those ooze specters are pretty goofy as well. But it's for Zod. Someone is supposed to come across like a, a badass, huge, imposing figure. It wasn't
1: very effective. Yeah, and he, I feel pretty and bad. He walks like. A fucking tank, you know, carrying a, a building on his back. It's just, I mean, that's not at all how it's supposed to be portrayed in the in the manga, <laughs> but, you know. Yeah. who ca- They have a real trouble, actually, with keeping up
0: with the animation speed, the walking speed, and, yeah. the, and the panning speed. There's this thing at the very end where Farnese is walking towards the camera as she tells what she's going to do. And Serpico runs from Azan to catch up with her. And he runs, he's running pretty quickly to catch up with her. And then you know he should have caught up with her by now, but nope, he's still running right there. Keep on running while well, Farnese walks slowly. It's uh, it, it's it's that's one example of many where the animation doesn't really make a lot of sense.
1: One thing uh, I feel they also did that really was detrimental to the whole thing is uh, they seem to focus on the wrong things. You know what I mean by that is that they'll skip over some scenes that are very important. And then they spend a long time on some side stuff that you know should have this should have spent less time on, so it's i mean it's part of the general pacing of the thing, but I think that was one of the bigger faults of this uh series, and I'm thinking like for example, when uh Luca slaps uh Nina's butt, you know she's oh, she, and, For like
2: five minutes yeah and
1: she she goes on forever and you're like why why do you need to do that and you know just before and after that there's some important passes They, they just keep keep them i mean. They spend so little time on them. They might have well just not include them at all. And you're like, why? Why would you? Why is that choice? Why?
2: It's the same uh, choice they made when they made the female apostle, like, 70 feet tall walking through the forest instead of the snake. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. It makes no fucking sense. They wanted that booty action.
0: Yeah, forgot about that. Uh, Also, Luca and Jerome's uh, love scene which was the most cringe-worthy thing. Oh yeah. I could think of. <laughs> where they made a, you know, like a, a conversational sex scene is what it is. They're having casual conversation, but nope, they got the the Showtime late night music playing in the background and like you almost have like Saved by the Bell, like you know, crowd <laughs> people going
2: "Ooh!"
0: Basically, oh, it's just shy of. You don't want to see.
2: They had to make up for the fact that they couldn't show her nip nips. So yeah, oh, man, it was yeah, just missing
1: right. uh, some saxophone. You know, that so would have been pretty nice. Oh, pretty, God. you know throw
0: mm-hmm. yeah. some kenny g in there smooth yeah.
2: they should have had the lady doing the jazz <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah actually that that song actually was playing in that no joke oh, oh god <laughs> yeah um, perfect i'm so happy yeah, to nice hear that. nicely done do you think for the blu-ray they'll uh go to their filters and put the check mark back in uh nipples.png yeah
1: they probably will and uh, you know there's yeah. also some parts where the I didn't depict uh, some gore stuff and I bet they will add it to the Blu-rays Yeah, and probably add back some content so you'll be like, five minutes of exclusive content. But yeah, yeah. it will still suck and still not be worth, I don't know, $450. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) man. A king's ransom for a king's adaptation of but, I mean, I, I'm so <laughs> yeah. glad I was able to at least, you know, pay to watch it legally on Crunchyroll yeah. and stuff like that. Even though I had to actually uh, take another month just to watch, like, the last episode. I was like, damn, you know. Oh, wow. But Well,
0: hey, man, you've got lots of other... Cool stuff on there. I actually, I watched the first season of Attack on Titan.
2: Don't actually, I was going to touch on that. If anybody is like, oh, what am I going to do with this extra month I have for Crunchyroll, there's a couple of good series on there that Gob, it, Gob and I have been watching. One is uh, Mob Psycho 100, which is by the guy who did uh, One Punch Man. Mm-hmm. So give it a try.
0: I can't ever find exactly what I'm looking for all the time, but there <laughs> there's some good stuff. There's some good stuff on there. Yeah. And for five bucks a month, fine. You know, sure. And
1: it's worth noting that when you see the way some of the other things are being adapted, it makes it all the more painful the way Berserk oh, yeah. was adapted. Because it's like it's depressing. You know, as a fan, I feel like it's a series that deserves a careful and you know uh, good adaptation where you you get really good guys, competent people, and a decent budget, and you you know put some effort into it, and then you see like these tens, hundreds of other series that get a nice treatment and Berserk gets a shit one. And you're like, damn, man, why, why is it not to be me? I saw a lot of com-
0: comparisons uh, between the new JoJo animation and Berserk just in terms of mm-hmm. them adapting it properly and uh, the animation studio that was used. It's just the, the dramatic difference between the quality of the animation, what's possible and what we got.
2: Yeah, it's pretty glaring. Yeah. It's very, very depressing.
0: I have run out of things to say about this thing. Uh, I'm happy that it's over. I'm not happy that we're going to have to endure more of it. Um, (laughs) But that is not all gloomy on the horizon because we get uh, episode 347 next week. This time next week, we will be discussing that on the podcast. So
1: are there closing thoughts beyond that, guys? I would have uh, talked a bit about the season two and what to expect. That's fine. we'll, We'll do
0: that now, sure. Uh, so the preview shows, of course, it cuts back to some scenes from Flora and Shierke in uh, Flora's mansion. And of course the possessed, uh, Berserk's armor with red glowing eyes in it. I'm not sure why, just for effect, I'm sure, but weird decision. Yeah. How far can they go? Um, I can't remember where I read it, but someone made the assertion. I guess it was, um, on our forum, Theozilla had said probably up to, um, the end of, what's it Holy Demon
1: War? Well, you know, if they just do 12 episodes, it can't go much farther than that anyway. You know, that's my, mm-hmm. my take on it. At the same time, I'm not sure they would, you know, really care to, uh, you know, end it at some specific time like that. Also, I think ending on, you know, uh, Ganishka and th- that part of the scene where Griffith just saves uh, Charlotte, like, mm-hmm. that doesn't make much sense from a narrative perspective. So, I don't know. I think they might skip, you know, that last part of uh, the chapter and just end it when, uh would say, Guts and everybody uh, flee from frost place and maybe show them Adiosen uh, and mm-hmm. that's it and end it there and skip the whole part uh, about Wyndham, the city, the apostles and everything. So, yeah. If they did that, that would be
0: slightly longer than the current adaptation in terms of episode-to-episode you know, episode, volumes that they cover. And this one, they cover the you know, last half of 16, all 17, 18, 19, 20, and 21. So that's four or five volumes or so. Does it
1: probably uh, you know skip some stuff or compress it? I mean, I am not wouldn't mm-hmm. be surprised. Yep, yep. Uh,
0: but yeah, you know, certain things that would be neat to see animated. Um, ah, man, I can't even get excited about it. Yeah, <laughs> do
1: not, it. do not get excited. You will
0: be disappointed. I'm, think, I'm thinking of Enoch Village and uh, yeah, all the
1: apostles of Flores. <laughs> it's not gonna be great. Picture uh, like the four kings summoning <laughs> in, by these guys. Yeah, let's let's think for a minute about how that will look. Or the trolls. Mm. Well, you know. there'll
2: definitely be a, a metal soundtrack.
1: You know, at least mm-hmm. you know the good part is when they do clones the trolls, and it's just one troll being cloned. It won't be there too much go. of a bother. There you go. So yeah. yeah, but you know, I mean, even Slan, it's just gonna be the same kind of stuff actually, going through the. Motions. I actually think, honestly, they tackled one of the more complicated things to animate in the series
0: already. I feel like animating the Conviction arc, this particular portion of it, yeah, super ambitious, and they fell flat on their face, so maybe with when the, there's no tower falling and thousands of bodies falling and things like
2: that in this one. <laughs> maybe they can handle some trees and some mm-hmm. trolls. Yeah, I mean, uh,
1: tidal wave. Uh, I actually, yeah, I agree. It's that uh, it's a very, very difficult uh, part of the series to animate. And even the themes being addressed, you see a lot of nudities as a whole heretics kind of stuff. You know, there's a lot of stuff: miseries, the people starving, the death, the bodies. Visually and narratively, it's very difficult. And yeah, they did it. So you know, what what more could go wrong? Now that we've discussed and
0: torn apart this entire series, I'm just wondering if we could do a quick recap, going around the table. Would you recommend Berserk 2016 to a family member or a friend? Zeal? No. Uh, uh, Grail.
2: Only if it was a family member I really secretly hated, and I wanted Stuff. them to suffer. But yeah, uh, I would not.
3: Okay. And Delta? Uh, absolutely not. In fact, my fiancé was planning, well, I was f- planning on forcing my fiancé to watch this with me in about episode three. They said they didn't really want to, and I said, oh, that's fine. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, it, it could it's be like, an okay. easy
1: it could be an easy out for well, a relationship you know, you're just not comfortable with. Yeah, if you if you want to get to the wedding, you better not. <laughs>
2: yeah, this is <just> a quick
0: <laughs> doorstopper. It's like we're done. All right.
1: And what about you, Walter?
0: Oh God, me? Well, boy, uh, geez, um, no. It's Quite simply, no.
2: <laughs> Sit your son down. Say, son, this this is the best.
1: I guess the consensus is uh, stick to the manga. <laughs> well, Fair
2: enough. yeah,
1: I guess so.
0: That's it, guys. Stay tuned. Next week, we'll be discussing episode 347 of Berserk. Thanks for enduring this, and we'll see you later.